0: Love Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome to another uh, episode broadcast of Active Duty to Vets, AD to Vets. Um, again, I'll start with some admin. I hope this broadcast finds you hanging in there, um, going through life, whatever your circumstances may be. And if you are still on active duty, then making the most of your time in service, and making it a win-win experience. If you're already a veteran or transitioning to a vet, well, join the club. We're going through it together. Um, some days are better than others. And hopefully along the way, we'll learn together. Um, you can take away some of our lessons learned. And I say ours because although you may primarily hear my voice on a lot of the broadcast, um, it will be mainly about shared experiences from not just myself, but some of my colleagues, friends, extended family. You know, as we know in the military, we, we find ourselves um, part of a really big family. And so hopefully, collectively, we can share those experiences that have gotten us through our time in service um, and help you do your best in your time in service and beyond that into veteran life. Again, our emails for those of you joining us for the very first time or joining us again is alpha delta two vets, ad2vets at gmail.com. Again, ad2vets at gmail.com. Um, we've seen in our times in service, and I'm still active duty for time remaining, um, maybe a little bit extended, that uh, the active duty journey is unique to each individual, but there's some common things, just like training, with what whatever branch of service you're in. There's some common training um, experiences that we all have, regardless of the branch of service, even though our journey is uniquely our own. And as I'm really learning, so is the veteran life. So what are we talking about tonight? Tonight we're going to talk about um, the numbers 266 and 8000. And what do they have uh, in common besides being numbers? Well, um The numbers that uh, have been assigned to military suicides. The 266 is for active duty service members, and 8,000 is uh, veterans, number of veterans in a year's time um, that have committed suicide. The irony of us discussing this topic tonight is really um, in full transparency, I was really drained. It's been a very draining journey. traveling with my family, relocating, uh, and I really wanted to get this project underway for us to get started on these broadcasts because, you know, if there's one thing, one key thing, um, one key takeaway from my experience this past year, this past couple of years, is the more we come together as a community and and help each other and uplift each other and and share ideas with each other in all venues, be it in written form audio like I'm doing tonight, um, combination of audiovisual, visual visual, um, whatever can best be out there to reach us so that we can really understand that we're not alone, Um, although in uniform we know we're not alone, but beyond the camouflage that we're not alone, that there's some things that aren't as commonly discussed or maybe are maybe... hmm, shunned upon, looked upon um, as not uh, being part of our everyday service, which really are, but we'd rather not discuss because in the scheme of things, we usually have a mission to take care of and we forget that in order to give our best to any mission, we have to give ourselves that best. We are our first mission. And how we treat the mission of us is how we'll ultimately um, fare in a host of missions to come. Yes, we can give our best to our missions, but ultimately there's a price to pay when we don't also remember that we are our first primary mission and that we need to take care of ourselves as well and and ask for help and and identify uh, with ourselves before anyone else. When we have exhausted our coping skills, when we've exhausted... um, the skill set that we have to meet our resiliency. Because what usually got us into or through a situation or a deployment, a training exercise, um, coming onto active service, maybe years of active service, may not be what keeps us going. And we may need to add to our toolkit. And although in the military we do resiliency training, uh, I'm even certified as a resiliency trainer and I found myself um, spent exhausted, so I know that it's possible to for the trainer to need more training. Um, but usually we think in terms of just skill set for military missions and military occupational skills, and the biggest occupational skills we we have is our lives, our life, um, our interaction, our family life. Um, how we do a sound check or an internal check, a PMCS of the ultimate mechanism that we have, the ultimate weapon that we have is us. And sometimes we, I know I've forgotten that, you know, in the course of things because it's been comfortable to be busy. It's been comfortable to always be going, to always multitask and, and to be that ideal soldier as best as I could to reach to become that ideal soldier Always feeling like okay, there's 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 one more there's one echelon there's one more and I'm not talking about rank or or, or or ambition I'm talking about just just improving you know whether it's improving on your PT test score improving on <laughs> improving you know on how well you remember you know an app order or remembering improving on a specific task um, I've had the opportunity to do at least a variety, to occupy a variety of roles, be it work as a linguist, um, 75 Hotel, which some of you remember, admin, um, AG, to Crossover, to Air Defense, to then again to AG. And what I've realized is, you know, there's always always another step. There's always another way to fine-tune and do better. But in the course of all that, sometimes we forget to fine-tune us. We forget what it takes to fine-tune us. We think it's just the physical, the external things. And that's why suicide creeps in, I think, in our services and has and stayed uh, a factor across the decades in different times of combat, different times of peace, um, higher up-tempo, slower up-tempo. It still factors in because we sometimes, I know I have sometimes, um, lost myself in the process, um, become robotic-like, if you will, uh, put on such a great camouflage and exterior that I didn't even recognize me or the pain or, or the, the need to take a look with it. So although the 266 number for active duty members who have committed suicide, um, according to... Uh, Research and according to um, what the military is tracking has gone down, at least for last year, um, we don't know what 2016 looks like yet, the correlation is that it's increased in the number of vets. Possibly, my own supposition, and I think some articles point to it, is that the number is decreased because it's transferred onto the vet um, population because a lot of the active duty service members who are at risk or who are at risk, or who have faced suicide, or dealing with um, suicide ideation, um, and all the prongs of suicide, crossed over to the vet life, to cross over to the vet community. So the number, rather than looking high on the active duty side or higher, has really transferred to the veteran side. Um, now, why is this so important? Because a lot of times we say, well, you know, there's been stigmas out there over the years, although. I'm proud to say and I'm, I'm thankful to say that I think it's getting better in the services, at least in my time in the service, nearing 20 years. Um, oftentimes, you know, there's a label of, you know, people who are thinking about suicide are weak or people who have committed suicide are weak or they're selfish or they're not grateful enough, they're not thankful enough. If they'd only look at all they've got, all they've done and, or maybe all they've gotten through and if they'd only focus on the positive side of things. You know, points, you know, that have been addressed you know throughout time, and I think probably will continue to be addressed. What I can say speaking from a place of personal experience is um, I consider myself to be a pretty positive person, and yet suicide or at least the the thought of suicide of the as a as an option became very real for me. I'm very grateful for all that I have um I'm grateful for my family, my extended family, my friends. And yet, suicide still factored into my life. Why is that? Why is it even one suicide for active duty service members or a veteran is too much? And yet, it's a number that keeps on going. Why is that? What 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 is it that we're dealing with? Um, one of the key things, and I know in this session, in this broadcast, this this one session isn't enough for us to dig right into it because I can talk about a lot of facts and I can give you figures and and things like that. And maybe at a later time, that's something we'll dig into Um, in all transparency. I'm not there yet to to go into more facts and so forth, because I think I've absorbed as many facts as I can, because part of the facts that I I have, the facts pool is my own life. Um, I think suicide becomes a very real option, because at times we feel exhausted, like we've exhausted everything else that we've we've screamed out for help at least from the perspective that i have is that times i realize the camouflage is so locked in sometimes that and this is this is i offer a, a perspective not a reasoning not an excuse not anything but just a perspective that although we can be grateful and thankful for the gift of life although we can be grateful and thankful for surviving very Intense, intense situations, scary situations. Uh, Great, fun thankful for that. IDs didn't get us, bullets didn't get us in 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 combat environments. Um, thankful that we came back home while others didn't. Thankful that we we survived while some came in country and came and made the ultimate sacrifice, with shorter time in in certain deployed environments than 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 myself included. I I know I remember a specific incident in Afghanistan where. Um, I think the service members were there a day, maybe a full day. Um, they had a day enough for them to start to do right, seat, right. And they, they, they paid the ultimate price. And I thought about, you know, I often think about those moments. Um, I often think about, wow, okay, what is that? the perspective I offer is that maybe sometimes we mask all of those internal struggles um, and externally because we look so unscathed because we, we put on the uniform and we put on this persona. I've done it. I put on this, you know, I've put on the uniform and put on such a persona that no one can really see my hidden wounds, the wounds that are so deep that I feel like I'm bleeding out. Um, And at that point, just wanting the suffering to end, just wanting the pain to end, whether it's the physical pain combined with mental pain. And what I've learned is physical pain in and of itself is is a lot to take in. But when you add any kind of emotional stressors, um, PTSD, depression, anxiety, those signals, those emotional mental signals also... Intensify whatever physical injuries physical pain um, and and feel calamitous in nature, feel overwhelming um, and whether you're on the active duty side or the veteran side um what I hope in time because we'll discuss this topic again is here's what i I would propose to you because I wish I could say that that will. Will some at some point seems to be an option if it's if it's been something you factored into your psyche before similar to me but what i would say is find your center of gravity find a lifeline um, you may not have one right now so reach out on, and and keep reaching out because maybe the first couple of lifelines you reach out to well they're not available or or they don't pan out they they um they don't materialize into what you need, and you'll know what you need you'll know you'll know it better than anyone else can tell you um I know I've had to we um, become open to multiple avenues of help um I had to first acknowledge that something was wrong, all the crying and all the tears besides the physical pain meant something else that wasn't that I wasn't recognizing something I wasn't um acknowledging something I beyond what I knew to to manage to handle to cope um, and when I went for help and it was it was offered to me that maybe I was in need of even greater help than what I thought um I had to become open to that and and let go of the stigmas of feeling weak and feeling humiliated, feeling ashamed, feeling um, like a failure, feeling um, erased. You know, because now I suddenly wasn't as up to what I thought should be the the, the soldier, the ideal soldier that I I should I should. Be right, so um, the wound had become too much, and the bleeding had become too much. Um, and in order to live through all of that, what I would see, what I would propose is seek lifelines. Um, there's on, on most bases now, or not all, but some, there are family, uh, military, family life centers where there's chaplains and, and civilian counselors that you can reach out to. They may be your first line of defense, so to speak. They may not be your cup of tea or your cup of coffee. Um, Let's seek him out. Um, Identify if you're numbing a lot because over the years, what I will come to realize, we numb in many ways. Sometimes we numb with medication. Sometimes some of our battles numb with alcohol. Some numb with sex. Some numb um, with distance. I, I'm personally uh, a member of that club, that distancing club. Um, I, I appreciate the valuable friendships that I've formed, and yet um, I've also, along the way, realized that I've become, I have this ability to compartmentalize to the point where I just distance, distance myself even in a room full of people. Uh, there's a saying you can be in a room full of people and be very lonely. And it's not so much loneliness as it is just distance uh for me so, um sometimes that can be the the key thing, but for me just this distance this disassociation um and I'm using some psychological terms now, so um not necessarily to psychoanalyze anything just to, to um because they are new verbiage in my in my in my own um journey. In order to live through it, what I've had to do is open up to uh, behavior health counselors on base, um, open up to seek out family life counselors for myself and my family. Because here's the thing, too whether you're single uh, family, single parent, dual military, some version thereof, um, somewhere somebody loves you. And I know some. To some, I'm saying, some who are being being here this may think, well, no, you don't feel like that. Well, I propose to you somewhere somebody loves you. If nobody else loves you, you love you. Um, And you may not feel like that either because there are times when I felt like I didn't love myself. You know, what's wrong with me? Am I worthy of being loved? Um, Somewhere somebody loves you. And until you can prove that, hang on. Live for another day, reach out at the veteran centers um there's there's counselors for um veteran centers are are located in 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 many more states now um I didn't even know they existed to be honest with you until I started down on my journey of um transition from the um, from the military. But there are vet centers. I can speak to South Carolina there's vet centers in Columbia, South carolina there are vet centers. I can speak to California there are vet centers in California and if you just use the Googler or whichever search engine um you pull in vet center. there i hopefully there's one near you or you can call them and they can give you a relatable lifeline. There's military one source where there's counselors that are uh, that can be made available for you for your family members because Somewhere somebody loves you and somebody's going through this process, this pain, this wounding, this, this, this injury that you're going through possibly with you and you don't even know it. But if you do have family members that will live with you or that are nearby um, that care about you, and I don't just mean biological family members, um, because many of my, my friends along the way in the military have become family to me um, Somebody cares about your well-being. A battle that you served with, if nobody else, you, and it's worth verifying that. Um, But if you already know who those folks are, they, because they care about you, and and possibly don't understand how wounded you feel, it's important that you seek. I offer. That you seek, I shouldn't say it's important because you have to decide how important it is. But I offer that you seek that guidance so that hopefully we can bring that 266 number down every single year and that 8,000 number reduce it to double digits to single digits until we can maybe, maybe in my lifetime, experience a year where there's zero suicides for either active member and or vets. It's worth trying, y'all. It's worth trying. Um, I'm part of that desire for myself. Because there are days, I can tell you, where I feel so not the person I've been for so long. I'm physically just exhausted and mentally exhausted. Um, And I've had to really just acknowledge that. Not give myself some pep talk. Not say, "Oh, it's going to be all right." And even that, sometimes, um, I've had, I've kind of taken a distance from. But just to acknowledge it and to sit with it and to say, "Okay, this is how I'm feeling. I'm feeling like I want to end it all. This is this is where I'm at." But that's not really what I want to do because I want to see it through. Because it it matters. In my case, I have a, a, a mom who's sacrificed a lot for me, and even during my time, especially during my time in service, who's also been a mom to my son. And I have a son with special needs. So I look at those prongs of life, those lifelines, and sometimes straight-up transparency that hasn't been enough to keep those 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 options, those thoughts of finality, from from my thoughts, and that's when I sit with it and I look within, and I'm still looking within. But those numbers, you know, um, comes with that. It comes full circle. When I heard those numbers, and it's been on my mind to really do uh, a, a, a broadcast session on suicide. It kind of was like, you know, the beating of the feet, the tapping of the feet, hint hint, clue clue. This is important. Um, it's time to do a session on it. So if you're looking for a lifeline, vet center, military family life center, they're there for active duty. And I think they sometimes, depending on where you're at, may even work with you as a vet if that's your closest lifeline. Um, military OneSource, I have not used it myself, but I have heard some good feedback about it. Um, there's also a transition um, program which I kind of sort of tapped into, but, you know, it was a hit and miss, and I couldn't really stay um, connected to the counselor. The, the counselor set up, I'll have to look up the program and maybe post it, um, counselor set up to help you through transition if that's what you're going through. Um, so that's specifically kind of aimed towards a, 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 a population of us. Um, but there's behavioral counselors that you can see at every base, okay? Um, now, like anything, some will fit will 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 fit your needs, some won't, and if that's the case, where part of the process is to recognize what phase of that you're in, and then to say, "Well, no, this is not working for me. Do you have any other options, any other you know uh alternative resources that I can use the The key is to keep trying as you keep trying, you live through another day okay um there's suicide hotlines. Okay, let's not forget about those. Veterans Center has suicide hotlines as well. Veterans VA hospitals in your area—they have them as well. Um, support groups. Even if you just go to Alcoholics Anonymous or um, Drug Addicts Anonymous, um, something—it doesn't necessarily have to be military related. Although sometimes I know for those of us, myself included, it's—it there's a familiarity um, when you have you you make eye contact with other service members as well. But, you know, pain is pain. You know, whether it's your pain as a service member or your family's pain, because make no mistake about it, our family members, too, have their own. What I've come to realize, even my mom um, needs counseling. My son, I need to provide those resources for them because they need to be nourished. They need to be fed into. They need to to have uh, those lifelines available to them, not necessarily for the same reason but enough of connectivity so that we can all um, replenish and and be nourished. So wherever you're at in your military career, on the active duty side, or you've already crossed over to to becoming a vet, or you're somewhere in that middle ground where I find myself in right now and dealing with the bureaucracies alone when you're already not in your best state of mind. If suicide is, 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 Is feeling like a companion or the thought of it I want you to know Yeah, me too But we can get through it I'm choosing to live through it It's a choice It's really a choice It's sometimes An everyday choice Sometimes it's an every month choice Sometimes it's an every year choice And sometimes Hopefully a lifetime Happens And by virtue of that lifetime, the choice is made and we we, we choose to live through it. We've chosen to take those lessons as we live through it and hopefully pass on to each other and help each other to recognize the signs and symptoms of PTSD, irritation, all those things, depression, um, the masking effect. We mask and we mask and we mask until the mask is set in so solid and we lose ourselves, which makes suicide um, creep in. The thought of it, the possibility of it, the option of it. So wherever you are today, even if you feel like, well, that's not applicable to me, look around. Look around to your battle buddies because nine times out of ten, at least from from a place of personal experience, Either I was the one in the room thinking about it or somebody else in the room with me, if not several people were thinking about it. And it takes more of us to say, yes, me too. Yes, it's okay. Yes, this is where strength is found in the midst of that storm. And yes, although we may feel strong right now, I may feel strong right now, I may feel like I'm I'm hanging on right now. Five minutes from that may be a different story, tomorrow it may be a different story. Know that you're living through it, I'm living through it, we can live through it together. Seek out those resources and and reach out. Send me send me, send us an email, let us know what other options are out there, we'll post them. The main thing is to get to a point where we can get that both numbers to zero. Possibly in my lifetime and yours. Until our next session, again, write us. Let us know what you'd like for us to cover. We'll cover from finances to relationships to Uh, change the command to entering the military, to staying in the military, to opportunities in the military, to transitioning from the military, to becoming a vet, opportunities as a vet, life uh, post-active duty for you, for me, for our families, for our loved ones, um, interacting with the population, the general population, both on the active duty side and post-active duty military life. Again, this is our show. I'm just the, maybe the catalyst to, to, to bring it forth. But this is us. It's about us. This is about us making the most of this life, this community of ours. So, wherever you're on the spectrum, from active duty to veteran, thank you for your service. Stay blessed. Until next time.